Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another episode. It is uh, number 119. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is finally here, the reverse 9-11. You thought we wouldn't make it, but uh, we did. We're, we, we, we're, we got here and uh, we're going to hopefully move on before this goes off the rails too severely. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me, as always, is... Uh, Stefan Heck. It's already off the rails, for sure, by the way. Uh, yeah, John Cullen, and this is uh, the episode where uh, uh, members of Al-Qaeda uh, fly into New York and rebuild the World Trade Center. Yes, or David Copperfield makes the towers reappear. Right. Didn't someone say that recently? Uh, I did. Oh, I you said did. It. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I've heard that joke it's recently. A good, it's a good joke, though. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Again. Absolutely. What diseases do you think David Copperfield has sexually? <laughs> well, I don't know. Nothing that he can't make disappear, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, does he ever go well, to the Well, I think he just makes he ever disappear go to the like on the test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does he ever go to the doctor? She's like he like uh, his like girlfriend comes home and she's like oh this uh, envelope came from the clinic and uh, it appears that uh, you tested positive for chlamydia and he's like Whoosh. oh everything's clean what envelope the yeah. envelope is a bird now <laughs> well this bird says you have chlamydia <laughs> <laughs> just don't put a bandaid over its eyes yeah uh, speaking of we of course are. Uh, Somebody commented that our pivot from um, sports comedy podcast to sports comedy podcast has not gone quite as smoothly as our transition to dead animal t-shirt factory. <laughs> uh, and you That's can, of right. course, buy yourself the R.I.P. Mr. Buckles t-shirt uh, on our Teespring campaign. This was, not, this was not our original plan to do these two back-to-back, but... Uh, Unfortunately, we ran into some copyright yeah. issues because we're so fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, copyright snags, four star hand to uh, go back to the dead animal well. But it's a great shirt. The dead a, animal well. That's where we hide all our dead animals. Designed by the great Branson Reese. And I'm, I'm going to buy myself one, I think. I was planning on the, uh, the American Pharaoh shirt is also still available. So if you guys missed out on that. There's another printing. Yeah, so if you prefer uh, dead horses to dead birds, still an option. Well, the thing with the American Pharaoh, and he's not actually dead, so it's like fine. The I guess, Mr. Yeah, Buckles one is legitimately the animal died a very painful death. Well, I got a shirt out of it. I have uh, two funny anecdotes about that shirt, both from the person who sent in the Mr. Buckles secret. So the first one uh, was that uh, right after we posted the shirt. Uh, they sent a message to our DMs saying, holy shit, uh, that was the exact type of bird. <laughs> so I did not, we didn't know that. We weren't told that in the secret. When I asked Branson to draw 
the R.I.P. Mr. Buckles shirt. I just said he was uh, uh, the bird. Mr. Buckles, I guess, is a he. Yeah, Mr. Uh, that he uh, was just a bird. And then apparently Branson drew the exact bird that Mr. Buckles uh, was. And then uh, I offered to, <clears throat> in exchange for that excellent secret, I offered to buy this person a Mr. Buckles shirt of their own, that the show would buy them a shirt. And they were like, um, I really want one, but also I don't think I could ever wear it because then I would have to explain it. And I realized anyone who owns the shirt would probably have to explain it, would have to be like, oh, I listened to this podcast where they talked about a bird dying by having its eyes ripped out, which is already a weird conversation that gets like a hundred times weirder when you were complicit in the act. Yeah, plus like maybe he's still friends with the guy whose bird it was, right? Well, he did say, uh, he did say that he, uh, I guess I just outed them as a man, but um, he did say that he never... Of course it was a man. Yeah, that's true. I guess, yeah. No one really... <laughs> yeah, you're right. No one really assumed that a woman would be dumb enough to put a Band-Aid over a bird's eyes. Um, he did say that he didn't go back to that friend's house for three years. Yeah, but he did go back. I mean, presumably, yes. Eventually. Yeah. Uh, so you never know. You I, just never know. I just want the guy whose bird it was to see the shirt. The, just that it oh, exists yeah. out in the world. Oh, absolutely. Especially like seeing someone wear it, I feel like would be just the best possible outcome, really. Yeah. Yeah, there was a really good reply where it was like, imagine going to the mall and seeing someone wearing a shirt with your dead bird on it. <laughs> <laughs> and featuring the exact way that he died, and also the way that he died, uh, the bird's innards spell out <laughs> R.I.P., your bird's name. His name, absolutely. Yeah, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough task. Oh, uh, thank you, everybody, who uh, talked about how much they enjoyed the show last week. That was very sweet. Yeah, this week's show won't be nearly as yeah, good. I don't know how. <laughs> we should have just stopped, you know? That could have been, been it? Yeah. Our piece? I, know, like, I, feel yeah. Like, I feel like all my funny is gone now. I don't have any. The, I'm out of juice. It's, yeah. it's over. It was one episode well, I'm, I'm calling in from work, too, <laughs> and I'm going to be kind of, I'm going to be coming and going uh, in and out of the recording. Yeah. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's unfortunate that we're following up like our best episode ever. Um, with uh, me at work, literally with phoning it in. Undoubtedly, from work. will be a piece, yeah. a piece of shit. Uh, uh, no, I it's uh, and I I know I have uh, I have placed or not me personally, but I know people have blamed. Uh, you know, we'll blame Justin or not blame you, but they make like to make jokes about the episodes going up late and things of that nature. But I will say this is my fault. This November is a very, very busy month for me. I've, I'm curling uh, three out of the four weekends in November. Had to have to travel to two of those three tournaments. Uh, I've been insanely busy with uh, with comedy stuff and and teaching as well. So it's this is all my fault that we weren't able to follow this up you with just, a cooler <laughs> with a cooler episode. It's just, you're just too successful. That's, That's the problem. not it. That's not it. We did poorly in two of those three curling tournaments. Oh, you made the playoffs. We this made the playoffs past this weekend. weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that, why. I feel like that counts. It does, uh, but our bonus episodes are a little late this month. It's uh, I'm just saying, it's all my fault and if you if you only are following us because of the Mr. Buckle story and this is your first episode, Please go back and listen to the previous episode because this one is gonna be a piece of shit. I don't know about that. It's not gonna be a piece of shit. We're fucking great. I honestly <laughs> don't know that we've ever done. 
We've never done a bad episode of this show except for that one time when that person was on it. And you all know who I'm talking about. Chris James. Yeah, absolutely. Who, who he desperately wants to get back on he again. He will never be on this See, show again. Mark my I didn't my realize words. what a big deal it would be to our former guests to say that last week's guest was the best ever. But we really but you hit, forgot, a, hit a nerve with some people. You forgot about... Well, Jesse was really mad. For sure. Yeah. Well, you forgot about Chris's uh, crippling insecurity. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the comedians are like desperately needy and and like you, you know they're craving that kind of approval. So my bad. That's really. I mean, on all of us probably because we all promoted the show that yeah. way. And uh, you know, I didn't mean to disrespect anyone, but maybe I did. Maybe they need yeah. to step their game up. I was going to say time. I intended full disrespect uh, <laughs> to many of the guests we've had on the show. Not all, um, but yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, if Jesse was upset uh, to that, I say uh, fuck you. Um, Jesse is. I've never enjoyed a single one of his appearances wow. on the show. Wow. Um, and uh, and yes, yeah, certainly to that other person who will remain nameless. Jesse but Jesse, is. I will name. Jesse, I will name as being a bad guest. Jesse is a good friend of the show, John. Yeah, a good I friend wish. of yours and Stefan's. <laughs> I wish you would treat him with respect because my good. Well, John has funny John has a point. John has a point in that. You and me, Justin, we like Jesse. We're friends with him, but John isn't. That's, That's still true. the majority of the show, so we can still call him a friend of the show. That is true, of course. Very true. Listen, I tried to hang out with Jesse one time, and I got halfway up his driveway and needed a rest. <laughs> and I fell asleep, and then I went, and then I went after, home. After you crowdfunded your way to Nashville. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, I just felt really bad because Stefan was going, and I wasn't going to be allowed to go. <laughs> Stefan, you uh, are calling in from work, but this was a big week for you at work, a project that you have uh, teased behind the scenes with John and I both for a little while now, finally uh, became public and was consumed by the world this week, and that is, of course, uh, Lil... Uh, my, uh, my, my sex tape. <laughs> yeah, that's right, folks. Just my, my sex tape. Got yeah. so filled up on sushi... It felt like a <laughs> like a big hog. <laughs> wait, what was uh, it? Sorry, wait. No, what was, was the joke was, uh, there that he ate so much sushi his dick got bigger? Do you not do you not get the reference, John? I don't think I do. I obviously don't. Oh man. Okay. It's the the Hulk Hogan sex tape, the classic. Oh yeah. Okay. Of he course. says, "I feel like a pig." Right. Oh. The- oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 Feel yeah. like a pig. Right. Oh. No, I mean you got the general the gist of it. So. Yeah. No, I. Oh yeah, that's um, fine. No, you were you were right. I I for, totally forgot about that. Oh, that is such a no, great. Okay. Not, that is I'm such a angry. great sex tape. Him and Gene Simmons, both their sex tapes were hilarious because they were guys that painted themselves as like so macho, especially Gene Simmons. And then like it was like the most boring sex of all time. Look like. Is there a Gene Simmons sex tape? Oh yeah, you never saw it. I no, don't think I've seen I, that I, I just know that I just know he hates soup. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, Gene Simmons, and he's uh, he's having sex with a with a lady, uh, and they're Seeing doing full it. kiss makeup. No, uh, that would have been amazing. Yeah. No, and he's uh, they're they're doing the um, the. Uh, on, uh, the ladies on all fours. Okay, uh, and it just looks like the most uh, boring, uh, lifeless sex you've ever seen in your whole life. It's pretty crazy. It was like I was watching Stefan's sex tape. With, of course, Stefan was also romantically involved with uh, 
Heather Clem, the the <laughs> wife of Bubba the Love Sponge Clem. That's right. You know, you know what I prefer to to Bubba the Love Sponge is uh, Bubba the Mister Clean Magic Eraser. <laughs> Much better uh, product. Yeah, that is true. Actually, yeah. If you need to clean up some love, I, we would I would much rather use a magic eraser. Magic, uh, no, ma- so magic eraser. That must have been what my uh, wife was using, because <laughs> she erased all the magic. Oh us. yes, right, right. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. My you're, wife, you're real, your real nag of a wife. Yeah, my my wife. Yeah, erased the magic. Do you, you should tell jokes like that. I should. Yeah, you I? should just start telling jokes. Did I ever about tell how your you? Your wife is such an egg. Did I ever tell you about? Uh, I think I might have told you guys when I I toured out east uh, last year, and I and I worked with this one comedian, and that was his entire act. His whole twenty minute act was basically how his wife was just a useless piece of garbage. Just, <laughs> just like, like, oh, take my wife. Seriously, no, that was really, the, that, take her. Yeah, that's the whole. That was the whole twenty minutes, and it was very Ooh. uncomfortable for all of us. Ooh, I feel like nothing. Yeah, it really engenders sympathy in a performer quite like. Ah, the person who cares about me the most is uh, actually a huge sack of crap. <laughs> yeah. Hey! Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> She's a huge sack of crap, and I can't even fuck the sack of crap. Am I right or am I right? Hey. hey. It's yeah, it's a really terrible disaster. Yeah, uh, but Stefan, yes, big we- big week at work. That's why you're yeah, there right so now. That's well, I'm. It's it's a Tuesday during the day, <laughs> so that's why I'm at work. Yeah, there's also that. Uh, you and I are just uh, pieces of shit, Justin. <laughs> hey, <laughs> sacks of shit. Uh, so Lil Lil Alex Jones came out, and uh, I'm very proud of it, and I'm proud of the team. And I think the reaction was good. People liked it. But yesterday, uh, Infowars wrote something about it. Uh, and if you just judged it off the headline, you'd think it would be like this angry screed. Um, but it was actually, it was just mostly them like summarizing the videos. Yeah, they claimed that your satire had completely backfired and was genuinely turning children into like a next generation of Republicans. And then uh, in the article, they didn't follow up on that at all not even remotely it seemed like Um, they were just really excited that someone was paying attention to them i i think so but again that's like kind of uh i prefer that reaction from like the infowars crowd uh to them um like hunting me down and murdering me yeah i mean there there was probably some concern about that in the early stages of this there there definitely was and then as we were making it it was kind of like you know, we could. We're not explicitly attacking him. Um, it's just like, what if a kid was Alex Jones? Yeah. Um, and so it, it's it's it could be interpreted as just like a funny thing. Um, and I'd say like even just reading the comments on the Infowars article, um, there. I mean, obviously there was a lot of virulent anti-Semitism um, directed towards me and Rob uh, for some reason. Um, but also, there are a lot of people who are like, you, yeah, this uh, is, uh, you control this Hollywood, is funny. obviously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but a, a lot of people thought it was funny. So that was nice. That's good. I suppose, yeah. Did you have to um, have like some sort of conversation like with the kid or like the parents of the kid beforehand? As like how, I think they, how negatively yeah, they this could go? Yeah, because they knew who Alex Jones was. They kind of know what his fans are like. Um, 
but I haven't seen too many like personal attacks on the kid at least. Uh, and I mean, he was really good. He's super funny. He's excellent. It's really, um, really quite the performance. Yeah. So, the, so all the episodes are available on cafe.com and on cafe's YouTube channel. Um, and then we're releasing them kind of one at a time on, on Twitter and Facebook. So we've, at the time of this recording, we've released two episodes, um, one on bath time and one on how sharing uh, is communism. Um, and there's four more to go. So I'm excited for everyone to see them. Yeah, I think that's like the real crux of the InfoWars write-up is like they just full-on agreed with your parody writing. Like they, they were like, well, it's all, it adds up to me. makes total sense. Yeah, sharing yeah, there were some comments on Facebook, like on the cafe Facebook, where they were like, "Yeah, like I, I sent my kid to school with like some markers, and I told her don't share these, uh, and then the school made them sh- made her share the markers." And it's like, okay, that that wasn't like the argument we were making. You're not supposed to agree with the angry child. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, screaming voice yelling, uh, "Just go ahead and try and piss on my sheets." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See if I don't get to him first. That's not who you're <laughs> supposed to be like. Yeah, yeah, piss on those sheets. Do you think? Yeah, I'm beginning to think uh, Facebook commenters don't really understand like the nuance of uh, of a ten year old screaming about urine. <laughs> so. Well, do you think? Do you think that there is like that there are parents out there that are dumb enough that they just they actually think that this is like the son of Alex Jones. And oh, hundred like, percent. Okay. And that like all the things he's saying, there was some comments real. on Twitter where they were like, um, this, this kid is ridiculous. Like, who, you know, I can't believe he believes this. Like it was, it was really disheartening, huh. <laughs> but I'm happy with how it turned out. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, you're missing like, uh, just a giant pair of legs walking around. Right. Like uh, the Muppet Babies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or like the uh, Charlie Brown, like honking voices. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but that is all available on YouTube and on uh, Cafe.com's Facebook and Twitter. You do not need to buy tickets to see that good stuff. But if you did, you might find them on SeatGeek because buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated. But there is a better, simpler way to buy. With SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events with SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience. You can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. We all have the SeatGeek app on our phone, and it's by far the easiest way we've found to shop for tickets. You can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, you're instantly looking at seats. In fact, just looking at it the other day, the Leafs are coming to town in a couple weeks here. It's December 2nd, right. I believe, is the game. Yeah, I'm going to be going with my dad. Yeah, you can probably <laughs> grab some tickets and take your dad to see that, perhaps. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. They save you time and money by saving, or by searching, rather, multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Unlike those other guys. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. And best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code REALGOOD today. That's promo code REALGOOD for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase.
We have some donors to thank as we well. Do. Let's yeah, play that. Of business. Uh, let's hear that sweet, sweet theme. Thank you for donating to the show. To the show. You work hard for your money. That we know. That, that we know. This segment's where we read out all your names. All, all your names. names. If we say it wrong, your parents are to blame. Fuck, Fuck your, your parents. parents. John, who donated this week? Andrew Double D just pledged. Five dollars. Thank you I to know, Andrew. I know what his name is from Twitter, but if he would rather be last name withheld, I can respect his wishes. Well, no, he's last name Titties. I guess. Am I right? I guess he's ADD also. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Uh, next up, Preston Edie just pledged $5. Thank you to Preston. That sounds like a butler's name. Mm, yes. And uh, Chris Carson, <laughs> Seattle Seahawks running back, just pledged $5. Thank oh, you to you'd Chris. Think, you'd think he'd have a little more money kicking around than yeah, that. Yeah, you would think so, but he is injured. Well, it's right his first now. year. Yeah, it's his the, first year, league, and he's so. injured, so. Of course. Thank you to Chris. And our number one donor is once again. Again, Rohit Bhatti. He resumes his position as Stefan's father. I, I believe uh, there was a note attached to by that. By editing as his well. pledge from 200 to 226.66. So that's 22666. And he, yeah, he said that he would not be outdone. He did. He must be Stefan's dad. He must be, and he is. Thank you, Dad. And I believe that Stefan's dad is taking us to a hockey game in December oh, as well. That'll be quite a so delight. So that'll be a nice, uh, a nice treat for the real good boys yeah. to get to hang out with uh, Stefan's father. Well, first I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm back on uh, I think 22nd, and I'm, uh, I'm there until like January 2nd or 3rd. Um, and people, so I think there's a couple games in there, and yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And people who, of course, loved the Hexgiving episode so much, we're probably going to be doing a, uh, you know, Christmas Hexmas. Yeah, I guess Hexmas is the is the way to go on that. I, believe, I really I dropped the so. ball there. Yeah, Hexmas, I, I think, is what we would call it. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what I uh, that's what I call it uh, when I went to church. It was a hex. What? It was a hex mass. Anyway, guys, here we go. They put it. Can you go back? Can you try and explain that whole joke? Yeah. Just step by step. (laughs) Yeah. So I went to church and And at church, they had mass and it uh, was, they were very aggressive Catholic and uh, they put a hex on me for being a heathen. Uh, ipso facto, it hex was a hex mass. mass, and that's obviously the episode title and the best joke I've ever made on the show. <laughs> yep, thank you very much. Hex, hex mass. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? One hundred and thirty-five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it because you're small. Okay, I'm here we go. Tiny. You are very yeah. tiny, and that's okay. I've seen your sex tape. All right. <laughs> Uh, Feels like a pig. I was like, is this uh, <laughs> is this a sex tape or am I watching The Machinist? Uh, okay, that's a little Christian Bale Jeez. anorexia joke. Is that a for you. sex tape or a, a hex tape? Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, C- Christian Bale, but enough about uh, me leaving church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Uh, we have another real good secret. Should yeah. we play that theme as well? Yeah, let's do it. I, this one's supposed to be a pretty good one. I am not, it's going to be a full on surprise to me. It is I'm a excited good, for that. It is a good secret. Let's play that theme. Shh. Do you want to know a secret? I'll keep you my 
Okay, here we go. So this is a, this is a I wouldn't say is like a, a a dirty or dark secret, but just like a fun like feels like a very real life, a very real life and fun secret. This comes in from a a long time uh, listener of the show, and they say to us. Hey, real good show. Long time listener, first time caller. This isn't super dark, but my now fiance and I hid our relationship from her parents for almost a full year. She's from a traditional Indian family and I am Hispanic. When we met near the end of college, she was already betrothed to a man she didn't know that her parents had arranged from her hometown in India and they had been engaged for over a year. For the first 11 months of our relationship, we would meet late at night, sneak off to the library to talk, eat meals in our cars, and would wait for her parents to leave town to spend nights with one another. One of the nights her parents were gone, I hid my car around the corner and slept over at her house, but her parents came home the next morning 12 hours earlier than expected. I jumped into a nearby coat closet and hid there for almost 7 hours, during which I got extremely dehydrated and nearly passed out. After they finally left the house, I managed to escape half-naked and flee back home. Eventually, after several emails back and forth between my fiancé and the man overseas, she managed to convince him that they weren't right for one another. Her parents gave in and asked her to find someone for herself to marry, and they got to meet me. We get married this May, and her parents still have no idea, and will continue the charade in front of the rest of her extended family, too. My family knows, but they've all sworn to secrecy. Best regards, closeted Indian lover. That's very cute. Right? Isn't that just a nice secret? And I think I speak for all three of us when I say we should be invited to the wedding. Yeah. I mean... It is actually uh, shocking that no one has invited all three of us to their wedding yet. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. We'll gladly emcee the whole shebangle. It seems like all you need to do to seal the deal these days is just listen to this show, apparently. Yeah, exactly. All of our listeners are getting engaged. It's fucking crazy. Well, it was great. I met met listener uh, Nick Myers and his his brand new bride, Juliet, when they came to to Vancouver. Mm -hmm. They came to a roast battle show. We got to hang out. We chatted. He made me that great Photoshop of me hanging out on the boat with him and Austin Matthews. Uh, we've had, yeah, you, Stefan, you went to John uh, John Fry's wedding. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I knew him before the Yes, show. true, but he is a listener of the show, so still counts, I yep. think. Got him on a technicality. Uh, who else that listens to There was to the a show? lot of them over the summertime, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, that's right, actually. Oh, yeah, because we had so many. In, oh, yeah, Tom Hanna, of yeah. course, got married to his uh, wife, Missy. And uh, well, we we're also, just going to run down all of the listener weddings, every single no. one. Tehoon got yeah. married to his wife Abigail. That's true. Uh, Aaron Mackay got engaged. Aaron Mackay got Basically, engaged. Basically, if Jen. you didn't get engaged this past summer and yeah. you listen to this show, you're me or Justin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're lonely, guys. That's what we're talking about yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say there's something wrong with you because everybody else is doing it. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with me. Or John, really, because we've got the magic vibe that everyone who listens to us still manages to get engaged. That's true. Well, I have, I don't know, have I talked about it on the show before, but like a lot of my exes are engaged. Like I'm like a good luck Chuck. No. I worked on that movie. Have I talked about that before? Yes, you have. So that's why I feel like we have talked about it on the show because, yeah, it's an obscene number of girls that I've dated where the first person they met after me, they got married to or maybe, engaged. Maybe the problem is us then. It's just Oh, that, I'm like, definitely the problem. Well while, while the you know, the they 
there's a male listener and he's got a woman in his life and she hears the podcast that he's listening to it's these other male voices and she's just reminded of all the trash that's out there and how good she has it absolutely that must be the secret yeah that's probably the trick right there there's a lot of flotsam out there yes (laughs) yeah that's you and i should just start calling ourselves flotsam and jetsam Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah all right, cool. well, uh, I think it's uh, safe to say we can wrap this one up. <laughs> yeah, <this> is, <laughs> I think we're done for the day. Yeah, this is great. Let's yeah. get to those listener questions. <laughs> Wonderful. We'll wrap it up. No, it's been, it's been like an hour and a half. Yeah, I think it has, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, been like, it's been like 90 full minutes, really. I think we've, I think we've covered everything we wanted to. Uh, Stefan, though, this is not just a big week because, of course, little Alex Jones came out. This was a big week because you finally got that one piece of news that I feel like you've been waiting for for a very long time. Which which piece of news are we talking about here? Uh, oh, the, the toilet stream, uh, the, the, the toilet company saying they're going to sponsor our stream. They actually said, uh, we got an email today, and they said uh, they're not, they enjoyed our Twitter interaction, but they don't want to sponsor the stream. So um, we're going we're gonna to pretend uh, that they're sponsoring our stream. So we're going to... We're going to pretend they're our official sponsor anyway. That's not what I was referencing. You know who's uh, you know who's sponsoring my stream? Flomax. Because mm. I have urinary dysfunction. <laughs> right. I, oh, no. I, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was Flomax. referencing, of course, as somebody who, for their job, has to follow American politics at all times. You finally got basically what is like the pro wrestling rivalry of American politics, like the top babyface going head-to-head against the top heel, and that is, of course, uh, President Donald Trump finally butting heads with the only personality in the game as large as his, LeVar Ball. No? Are, you, are you playing a clip now? No, or? I'm not. I'm just. Oh, I'm, that's why I paused. I thought it, <laughs> you did your voice where it sounded like you were going to play a clip. No, I was just explaining that you we got this feud that you've been looking forward to. God damn it. We this, have, yeah. This no, is sorry, our worst episode it, ever. Like, this LeVar is Ball. fucking trash. <laughs> Let's name this episode the worst we've ever done. It's a retirement. Just, yeah, I feel episode like, 119, I, retirement. I feel like it's fitting to, you know follow up the best one ever with just uh yeah this is absolute garbage this is absolute trash yeah let's start again (laughs) this is we're uh, too we're too far in now ladies and gentlemen hello and welcome to episode 119 of real good show that's right back at it once again it's america's best canadian worst it's 9-11 podcast it's episode 119 the episode everybody's been waiting for the reverse of 9-11, and uh, I'm here. I'm your host, as always, Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is... Uh, Stefan Heck. John Cullen. Yeah, there we go. See, we can do this. Let's okay. So let's actually start. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I definitely do not want to start again. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of... Is this like the, the grudge match that you've been wait, waiting wait, for? Wait, 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 wait. Did you call LeVar Ball the face in this? Yeah, he has to be the baby face. You think so? He for sure is. But see, dude, he, but I like I despise him. But like, ultimately, I mean, don't get me wrong. He, I do hate Trump way more. He is awful, but like, he's awful in a way that's like very compelling and entertaining. In a way that I'm sure Trump is for some people, but I can't get on board with that train. Right. You know. 
Uh, but yes, no, you are right. Lavar is awful. Also, like I, I don't want to cheer for him. It's like a Roman Reigns situation. You know? Right, he's just being forced down your throat. <laughs> exactly. We're just gonna keep putting the belt on him until you love him. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. It's like uh, like Leangelo getting arrested was basically like uh, they when they let uh, whoever it was win the Royal Rumble instead of Roman Reigns. Yeah. Well, you, as soon as he got arrested, like ooh. Ooh. Yeah. You can you see the tease. The build has begun, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We are we're headed towards there's a finally going to be an intersection of these two fucking stupid reality TV personalities. And uh it's it's been about as racist as I expected it would be, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm personally shocked because I kind of thought um that Trump's supporters would turn on him. Uh, when he uh, publicly called out uh, a black athlete. <laughs> but uh, that didn't end up happening. No, he's playing the hits, man. He's he's giving the people what they want. The black people are uh, entitled and not appreciative enough of everything that he's done, you know? it's It's like, you know, everything that he could possibly want in a news story. Marshawn Lynch also though he's really he's really engaged in some very high level feuds this week. It's been well now Marshawn Lynch's mom is getting into it. It's great. Really, I missed that development. Yeah, she she uh, she quote tweeted a news story that was like, "Oh, Trump wants Lynch suspended," and she was like, uh, "Yeah, that dumbass can't even buy his own NFL team." Which is true. He tried to buy the Buffalo Bills and they wouldn't let him. So I thought that was nice. I mean, Did- I I think how can you cheer against Marshawn Lynch? Yeah, oh, I mean, you could be a huge racist. I did guess, you guys but. see his uh, his interview with the, that Mexican reporter at the Mexi- like right after the game was over? No. Oh my god, it was hilarious. I'll see if I can bring it up here on Twitter. We'll play it. Uh, we'll play it old school style. Um, but yeah, it's very uh, it's very funny. Of course, he uh, stood for the. Mexican anthem, yeah. and then <laughs> yes. kneeled or sat, sat. full on sat, sat yeah. for sat. the American anthem, which just you know wonderful stuff as you would expect uh, from Marshawn Lynch. Um, but I mean, I don't want to talk about American politics that much longer. It's really no, no I'm good. I'm it's very I'm good. difficult stuff. Uh, but we do have a clip here this week that comes to us from the world of politics, Australian politics, however. Because down there is where they finally decided that gay people deserve the right to get married to each other. So true. And we're very happy that they decided to join us in this century. Congratulations, Australia. Well done, Australia. Uh, But not every Australian politician feels that that should be the case. There's some uh, more pressing problems affecting the people of North Queensland, apparently. And we'll get Bob Catter's take on it right now. Final, final observation on the same-sex uh, marriage debate from Bob Catter. I mean, you know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. You know, I mean, let there be a thousand blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned. You know, but I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> A person's torn apart by a crocodile. Well, he's 
he seems like so delighted by the result initially. It's like, well, of course, I. Well, why wouldn't anybody should be able to do whatever they, you know? I just, but I'm not going to invest any <laughs> amount of effort into it because people are being torn apart by crocodiles. It is. Quite I mean, I think part of that. It's one of those clips where you do also need to see it. Yes. He, he just looks like the oldest man in the world, and he transforms yeah. completely. Oh my god! It's and instant. I, and I can't. And I, oh, and I, oh, I just. And it's yes, it's very serious. Um, I found this is our uh, this can be our backup clip of the week. This okay. is the Marshawn Lynch uh, Mexican uh, interview. So yeah, a Mexican reporter uh, catches up with Lynch after the game. This is on the field, and it is something else. Hey, Marshawn, we would like to give you the Mexican jerseys for the Mexican team. Oh, for sure. Man. We we, we for want sure with my amigos. Yeah, with my Mex, man. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Hey, we got hella Mex out in the town, bro. They be sliding the hella shit. There's a lot of them in the dubs. They all through the east, though, you feel me? I, I be going to go fuck with them and hella shit. They be kicking it with me, though. You know what I'm talking about? We hella taco, hella enchilada, hella... Thank you. Hella chasing Nice, dude. Nice, dude. So this is the, uh, this, this is the transcript. What's up with my amigos? What's up with my mechs, man? You know what I'm talking about? Hey, we got hella mechs out in the town, bro. They be sliding and hella shit. There's a lot of them in the dubs. They all through the east, though. You feel me? I be going to fuck with them and hella shit. They be kicking it with me, though. You know what I'm talking about? We hella tacos. We hella enchiladas. We hella quesadillas. And then that's it. And then Marshawn walks off the field. <laughs> well, the guy also, like... <laughs> Pulls away as he yeah. realizes this is not a uh, particularly productive endeavor. Nice but, dude. Uh, nice dude. Yeah. That's I, lo- I love Marshawn Lynch so much. Oh, Did how you guys can you see not? that uh, the video? Of, I think I sent it to you guys. The one of him watching the uh, the plate spinner. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's unbelievable. On a, on a giant uh, unicycle, basically. Yeah. 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 I feel like if uh, you fantastic. are if you are like a plate spinner or whatever, like that is your ideal audience. Like someone just being so amazed by the things. Like even the way he sets it up, just like, oh no, oh no, she ain't gonna do that. There's no way she's gonna do that. Oh shit! <laughs> like it's just so awesome. I love the way that he presents riding a unicycle as something that he does all the time and will have no problem doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until he's like up on it and is like, oh. Oh, this is a really bad idea. <laughs> but credit to him for eventually getting to that point where he decided to continue no further. You know, I feel like I feel like there's a younger Marshawn Lynch who probably would just keep going until he fell off that unicycle. Yeah, absolutely. He would have <laughs> for sure. Um, I, okay, so just before we get to the questions, I've got also a great Facebook post I would like to share with everyone. This is just from. Uh, this is just. I don't even know if there's like a yeah, segment speaks, name for I this. I mean, we were just talking about same-sex marriage in Australia. Yeah, and this is about. But sometimes marriage. there's complications in, uh, you know, uh, intergender marriages <laughs> in North America. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You just call. You can just call it marriage. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like intergender. Sounds yeah. sounds pretty good. It's like it's a tag team match. Exactly. Um, so this is uh, just from a lady on my Facebook that uh, she used to hang around the comedy scene in Vancouver a little bit. So I knew her uh, through that, followed her on Facebook. I've really only met her or been in the same room as her maybe like twice. And uh, she posted this uh, yesterday publicly on her wall. 
as many of you know, blank proposed to me last night. I was rendered a bit speechless, and I feel I didn't say what I wanted to. Since blank declared his love publicly, I want to respond publicly. Blank said that with me was the first time he felt home. In my mind, it's been a different word, family. Blank is my family, a family built on mutual trust, respect, caring, and deep understanding, as well as endless change and challenge. We pull each other up, challenge each other, and grow together. I never saw myself getting married, and the idea still scares me. But blank is the first person I thought I might someday. So I'm not ready to get married, but it filled me with joy when he asked. Oh. I bet you. Uh, I bet you he was really happy that that got posted online. Yeah. Apparently he was. So so all the comments uh, were were positive. Like no one was like, "Oh my god, are you fucked in the head?" <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was just like, "Oh my god, I love I love your guys's love, and this is so sweet." And oh my god, and then uh, nothing can conquer you. Yeah, and then he wrote on the post. Oh my god, I love this so much that I just wanted to tag myself in this status so I can see fuck? all the responses. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not even joking. So he like tagged himself and then he was like big kiss or smooch or something like that. He said So yeah, this uh, <laughs> it was just like I was reading it and I was getting douche chills just all up and down my body. It was like the war I was just like, "Oh my god, why? Why are you sharing this? Why are you talking about it?" What did he do Is publicly? That, yeah. I looked at his Facebook. It's he didn't post anything. He didn't. He didn't say anything. But he, he may was, have like done it at a he, party. Yeah, or something. he must have. But oh my fucking god! Is that the absolute worst outcome to a proposal <laughs> you can possibly get? Not just no, but she's gonna actually go on her social media and put me on blast for every reason why, why uh, not. But I still appreciate the gesture. <laughs> it fills me worst, with happiness. You're doing so the, good, sweetie. <laughs> the the worst reaction is still anytime someone proposes at like a sporting event publicly and gets rejected. Yeah, you're right. That is so badass, like on the Jumbotron or whatever. Especially because yeah. I mean, that's also the best. It's so funny. Especially because usually when it happens, like before it even happens, they're already saying no. Like they'll be like waving their hands or be like, oh, no, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. And then the guy still has to kind of go through the like perfunctory actions of like getting on one knee and whatever. And she's just like, oh, my God, please I, no. I mean, I don't know that anything will ever top the one last year. At the Canucks game, when the girl proposed to the guy, and it was like, sponsored by Doritos Roses. It's a bouquet of Doritos. Did I ever? I don't think. Did you? You didn't I see d- that one? No, I don't think I saw it. It's oh. brutal. It was probably at some meaningless game against like the Coyotes. Sure. And she. Like, he, he was, like, playing one of those intermission games or whatever, like oh, okay. something on the big screen. Yeah. And then it's like, everybody help him guess which Tim Hortons cup it is or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, which, where's the donut? <laughs> and, then she, what cup? and then she, like, swung out of nowhere and proposed to him and gave him a bouquet of Doritos roses. Hell yeah. And he said yes, and then it was like, Doritos approves your love, or whatever. Oh, like, it Jesus. was all, had Doritos slapped all over it. Oh, man. That's the, you know, that's the, the foundational ingredient of every good marriage, I think. I wonder if they had, like, a Doritos bar at their wedding or anything. Ketchup Doritos. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of marriage, Stefan, how's your long-distance relationship going? Uh, do you have any questions? Do we have any questions? 
Um, okay, yes, we do have, we actually have lots of great questions. Yeah, it should be a jam-packed mailbag this week. Yeah, it is jam-packed, and our, our, uh, our bonus episode That's what uh, I meant. is going to be excellent, the bonus mailbag. Um, so yes, here we go. Uh, let's flip to our questions, and uh, do, I guess we got to play that theme song again. Hey, yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? <laughs> Murdering CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. <laughs> Justin it. Justin just did like a, like a, ah, like uh, <laughs> like he was in uh, Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> that, I just pointed to the sky yeah. and the music started playing. Yeah, I loved it. That was great. Um, okay, so I am going to go, uh, w- w- uh, I'm okay, I'll go with this one as our 100-point uh, question. This comes in from Reporter Brad, uh, Brad McDonald, at Reporter Brad. Folks, you really stepped up your game this week. Yeah, well there's done. a lot of really good questions, so I'm trying to decide which ones I wanted to do, but uh, this is uh, coming in from Brad. Uh, what would happen if the national anthem started playing loud enough for everyone to hear? This includes the drivers in the middle of a NASCAR race. Well, the I mean the NASCAR one, it's is it disrespectful to keep driving while the anthem is playing? Yeah, I mean they never really play the anthem on the radio, which really makes you wonder about radio stations and whether or not they they love the troops or not. Because personally, I feel like it seems go like ahead, they Justin. don't. It seems like they don't. If they never play the anthem, I don't know that they love the troops. I feel as though um, the best time to play it would be. Like if there there's like a, a kick returner or something, and like he's super dangerous, and he's he's gonna like run it back, and then in the middle of his run, you just start playing the anthem, and he's like, ah, oh, fuck, I have to make a statement, and then he takes a knee. Oh, okay. So it's just for football players, they're they're gonna kneel in the middle of it, but NASCAR drivers, we assume, are going to bail out of their cars so they can stand, right? I think they'll just uh, they'll stick their head out of the sunroof. <laughs> poke their head out the window like a dog <laughs> uh. <laughs> that seems like the least respectful thing you could do during I feel anthem. like uh I, I I feel like they would think that NASCAR is is as much American as anything else so like there'd be no disrespect in playing it in the middle of a national anthem because that's just what we do. Oh, it's a salute to it's the troops. It's a salute to, to the keep troops. Driving exactly. The, the cars and circles. Absolutely. I feel like you are probably closest to the truth. Here, I think John. everyone is just like, yes, this is exactly what I will. Like, there are definitely people at their homes that watch NASCAR highlights with the Star Spangled Banner playing. <laughs> I, feel. I feel like that's definitely something that happens in like Alabama. Yeah, just one guy hits play on his playlist and it's nothing but the Star Spangled Banner. Back to back to back to back for like 13 hours straight. Yeah. He hunkers down for NASCAR Saturday. Ooh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, good. Good question. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> it's well, over. I'm really tr- no. I'm just. I'm really trying to decide which question I want to. Uh, I want to ask here because there are there are a lot of very good ones. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. 
This is the 200.1. It's a little bit simple, but it's going to complicate things at the top of our leaderboard. So that's why I'm going to choose it partially. Uh, this is going to put uh, Brandon O'Connor into the lead ooh, at Boofer OC. Wow. Uh, him and Laidback Luke were tied. This is going to vault him into the lead. Everyone knows you can't give yourself a nickname, but if you could, what would it be? Oof. Um, oh, man. This is tough. Yeah, you wouldn't just go by, like, the heckler. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I would not. <laughs> Why not? Stefan, the heckler. Well, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just mad because that's, like, better than anything I can think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think your nickname, Stefan, I would give you would be Heck Hogan. Oh, that's pretty good, too. But you have to nickname yourself. I yeah, yeah, no, you question. have to do it. Yeah, No, I know. I'm saying if I was going to nickname you. No, yeah, you have to come up with it. I can't come up with it for you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go uh, the foreskin. <laughs> the, the, the foreskin. It's kind of what I'm known for. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're t- the titular foreskin. Yeah. Yeah. The foreskin. Yeah, I like that. Hey, uh, is the is the foreskin coming over tonight? <laughs> I mean, it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Everyone would for sure know who you were talking about if you said, is the foreskin coming over tonight? Do you ever hear like uh, the drifting voice of like Whoops. Alec Guinness in your mind just telling you to use the foreskin? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to break uh, the number one rule of improv. But, uh, <laughs> no. No, no, and... <laughs> Uh, no, no, but <laughs> Stefan used the foreskin. Oh, that was more of a Beatles impression. Yeah, that was real. No, uh, that was still that was that was pretty Guinnessy. I like Rolling Stones. Use the foreskin. <laughs> okay, I don't. I don't think I said uh, do it again. <laughs> yeah, you said it was sort of close. Yeah, uh, but also please never do that again. <laughs> Um, uh, my nickname is, uh, going to be, uh, this guy dunks just, uh, so that people a either think I can slam dunk or B constantly argue about whether or not I can slam dunk. So John, this, this guy, guy dunks, dunks Cullen. Cullen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of like this guy fucks, but like sort of believable. Like you're like, I'm six feet. So you're like, Oh, maybe he's just got like sick hops. But you might also be, like, so incredulous, like, oh, there's no way this guy could dunk. So just people would just be talking about it, and it would be funny to me, because I definitely cannot dunk. True. So, yeah, John, this guy dunks Cullen. And um, also, fun fact, is I do, I say on stage that I'm six feet tall, and I am. I am six feet tall and one half inch, and I know that for sure, because I've been measured. But people will tell me. That's, like, one thing that people will feel very comfortable coming up to me after shows and telling me that I am not six feet tall. And I'm like, do you, would you like to bet? I'm going to start bringing a tape measure to my shows, because people don't believe me. They think I'm shorter. But Well... True story, I am six feet. Actually, maybe that should be my nickname. John, I'm six uh, feet. I, I truly am six yeah. feet and have the tape measure to prove yeah, it. John, John, six foot Cullen. <laughs> uh, I mean, I did spend two years convincing a town of like 17,000 people to call me the Hollywood heartthrob, Justin Morissette. And I did pick that for myself. So I feel like that kind of qualifies People have been calling me the madman lately. I don't know how I feel about that one. 
The madman, why? Because you uh, always get mad? <laughs> well, not. I don't feel like I do very often, though you might disagree with that. No, uh, no, no. We just, we get, uh, you just get worked into a shoot online Exactly, sometimes. exactly. That's that all. might be where it comes from. That the, you're always the, getting worked into a shoot. But it also just sounds like a wrestling nickname. The madman Morissette. It does, yeah. So. It, you would be like, yeah, and if you, it was like the 80s, it'd be from somewhere that also starts with M. Like the madman of Mozambique. <laughs> yes. And then you would have like really uh, culturally insensitive face paint on. Exactly. And they would pretend that you're from Mozambique. Exactly. Yeah. Back when you could like. When you could do that. When you could have a gimmick where you're a black guy except white. Yeah, exactly. That's like, like, well, one man gang. Yeah. And you kind of look like one. It's like gang, four actually. people who who have that gimmick, but yes, Akeem the African Dream is definitely first and foremost on the list. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that was that his. Yeah, that was his gimmick his after origin- one man. After gang. one man gang. It's yeah. a lot of wrestling discussion on this episode. I'm sorry about that. Well, that's fine because this one is actually, <laughs> this one is actually funny. You do kind of look like one man gang. I mean, not really, but kind of. You just have a big beard. Yeah, Biggie Langston dressed as him recently. You actually do kind of look like him. If I just wore like African yeah, like tribal, a, like a dashiki. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. so. That's a such a fucked up thing, Akeem. Yeah, Akeem, the African dream, and he's some, just a some, white dude named George some, Gray. Maybe that's my self-given nickname. Then is the African dream. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, and the number one question of the week comes in from Matt at Bracelet Thrower, and this is just a phenomenal question. Uh, if you could do any activity with Joel Embiid set to the song Steal My Sunshine by Len, what would it be? And we'll start over with you, the heckler. <laughs> Take it um, away, heckler. I think uh, I would write tweets with him. It would just be us on our phones. And you'd just in be like... like a, in a, dank room showing drafts back and forth and laughing at each other's screens. and yeah it'd be like a montage it'd be like an 80s movie montage i would come out of a dressing room with my phone with like the draft written and he'd like shake his head and then i'd go back inside and like add a couple hashtags and he'd be like nah nah yeah so that's what uh we would write tweets because he loves his tweets he does yeah Absolutely. Yeah, I like that's a good one. I think too, uh, the, just the two of you as a duo would be pretty comical because he's legitimately like double your size. Yeah, uh, of course. This song always makes me think of the fact that uh, Mocha only is I I thought was in Len, but then got told off by Mocha only himself that he was never in. Which Len. we're supposed to have Mocha only on the show. I know. And I keep he forgetting said, about that. He agreed he to be he, on our he show. He agreed to do it. Yeah. He said he's in Vancouver all the time still, and he was not in Len, and I wanted to give him the opportunity to set the record straight on his Len involvement. Yeah, and he agreed via DM that he would come on the show, and I just never followed up because it was right before I went to Toronto in the summertime. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, if you Hopefully are one of our uh, 17 oh, listeners who, who know who Mocha who, yeah, only is. It's going to be a great interview. He's going to be on the show. Uh, he told me he doesn't know anything about sports except skateboarding. So maybe we'll just, we'll just talk, talk to him about being talk a about pro skate- skateboarder. Yeah, we'll talk about skateboarding with Mocha only. And just singing hooks on local hip-hop tracks, basically. Yeah. And popping uh, up in Len music videos. Yeah, but exactly. Not being but not Len. being in Len. Yeah. He was very clear about that. <laughs> he was very, very clear that he was not in Len. Um, I'm, you know, I'm going to be, I think, a little bit lame and unoriginal, but it, uh, I'm going to go back to the video for Steal My Sunshine with Len, and uh, I'm going to ride scooters with him. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I think they look like they're having so much fun in the video. I think seeing Joel Embiid on a Vespa, uh, just the image alone would be hilarious. And then, yeah, just me and him causing havoc on scooters. I've done that with uh, with a group of uh, a group of friends uh, for a couple summers in a row. We'd get like twelve to fifteen of us, and we would all rent scooters and wear Hawaiian shirts and short shorts and high socks, and uh, drive scooters around town. It's honestly some of the most fun I've ever had. So. Um, I, I think I'd get my same group of, we call it scoots with the boys. So I'd get the scoots with the boys crew together and we'd add Joel Embiid to the, to the crew. And then we would just listen to steal my sunshine on loop for like seven hours while we do it. I feel like Stefan was on the right track when he was leaning more towards like a romantic comedy montage. Uh, and with that in mind, I am going to, uh, <laughs> Eat ice cream cones while riding on a tandem bicycle. <laughs> oh wow! And at one point, like one of my ice cream scoops is gonna fall off the top of the cone, and like, where did it go? And then the camera pans back, and oh, it got Joel Embiid in the face, and he's not very pleased about it. Womp womp. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, just riding a big old tandem bike around Stanley Park, <laughs> me nice. and Joel Embiid. Nice. In our Sunday best. Nice. Kind of, I mean, that's kind of like riding a scooter, but I whatever. Mean, I mean, it's good. It's, but you went like contemporary, and I was thinking yeah, like yeah. Old classic romance yeah. montage. I'm thinking of you guys uh, like dressed up like uh, like Madeline. Yes, exactly. Like all the books with like uh, with like a gondola hat on, and exactly (laughs) like a dicky, like kind of like a sailor's outfit. At one point, we're both like having a big thing of spaghetti and like a giant noodle, and oh, we meet in the middle, and I kissed Joel Embiid. Oh wow! Okay, believe it. That took a real turn. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, no no sweat. The two of you can move to Australia. Yeah. Um, okay, well, Look, it's you not, have to watch out for the crocodiles. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's not for me, okay? But if you steal my sunshine, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I just wanted to sneak some lyrics in there. But you didn't know no, any of the I other didn't ones. Know, I didn't know any more of them. Well, I think it's uh, the, the first line of the song is, uh, I was riding through the streets of Sunday morning of last week. Uh, clinging to the my edge own of my defeat. I don't know. I think there no, but I'm just saying. Like I think there is a line like about like riding bikes or something in it. Yeah, probably. Let me, let's take a look here. Steal my seems sunshine. like a song where probably the lyrics to that are worse than you think they are. You know. Uh, I was lying on the grass of sun on Sunday morning of last week, indulging in my self defeat. My mind was thugged, all laced and bugged, all twisted, wrong and beat. A comfortable three feet deep. Uh, now the fuzzy stare from not being there on a confusing morning week, impaired by my tribal lunar speak. And of course you can't become if you only say what you would have done. So I missed a million miles of fun. Wow. I know. It's up for me. I can see now why Mocha only yeah. so feverishly denied that he had anything to do with this. Um, yeah, and then he's talking about girls. 
I've never seen Sharon look so bad before. <laughs> that's a lyric. His sister, I think, is Sharon, or she, that's the name of the girl in the band. It's I pretty did. shocking to me that these guys aren't still around. <laughs> hey, man, they are. Don't even worry about it. They're are they? Legit? Oh, for sure, yeah. They're definitely playing shows in like, uh, Kingston, Ontario. Yeah, they probably um, are, man. I've never seen Sharon look so bad before. I did once before, but this is pretty bad. Yeah, what do you think she got up to last night? Ha, ha, ha. Well, I, Karen, I love you. I was lying on the bench slide in the park across the street. L-A-T-E-R that week. That was like a real 90s, that was a real 90s deal. It was like, oh, I can't figure out a fun word to fit in here. Oh, I'll just spell the word. Yeah. Like they're just spelling the word later for no reason. Mm. L-A-T-E-R that week. It fits the rhythm. Yeah, of course, but it's just so dumb. Couldn't think of like four other words to sneak in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's very stupid. Recording RGS on Tuesday (laughs) morning of this week. J-U-S-T-I-N and J-C. Yeah, the 90s were a hell of a time. Yeah, were they? Uh, yes. You could just get away with anything. And uh, they did. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's go from there into everybody's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday where we pick the things we like. From the world at large, one good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh, I'm gonna go with another repeat, but it's kind of not. Really oh a my god! This time. You've been repeating it's on a like, different console. Oh fuck! You've been repeating like crazy. No, no, don't know, say know, NBA but... 2K18. You. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying uh, Rocket League for the Switch. Oh my god! You're so weak. We've said Rocket okay, League has literally on. been this on this is... like five times. Yeah, no, that's that's a true vintage pick. I feel like Rocket League. Yeah, goes it was one back of the first our, ones, like, yeah. our very uh, early days. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it, it absolutely does. It's within like the first three or four episodes. So if this but, is going to be like the last episode, I feel like it's the perfect choice for Stephanie and I can really bring things full circle. Well, I don't I don't think it's going to be the last episode. That oh. sounds like a weird thing to say. Oh. But, um, no, it's just a, it's like a perfect game to play on like a, it's like a mobile game, basically. Yeah. So, uh, highly recommended. How many of the games that you have for Switch are just games that you already bought for other consoles? Just two, I think. So Stardew and Rocket League. Okay. So yeah. that's okay. Um, I'm also going to recommend a video game. And I, 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 I don't think we've recommended this on the show before. If we have, I will recommend something else. I'm going to recommend Jackbox. No, I don't think we have. I don't think we have. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I just uh, I played. We were on the road, obviously, this weekend, my curling team, and we played uh, We played Jackbox 3. They've just come out with Jackbox 4. I haven't played it yet. Uh, but we played some Jackbox 3, and it is just so funny. Like, it's such a perfect party game to play with your friends. It's just a series of... Uh, six mini games. Uh, you use your uh, cell phones as the controller. 
And, From uh, the makers of You Don't Know Jack. <clears throat> exactly, which is an amazing trivia game as well. And uh, I have the first three. I don't have the fourth one yet, but I have the first three, and they're all amazing. And we especially love TKO. It's a game where you design T-shirts against each other. And uh, it's, yeah. It's, That's my favorite, too. Oh, it's so fucking There's funny. There's always like, some, like, legit great shirts that come out of yeah. it in the end. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, we just had an absolute blast. I was laughing so hard I was crying, uh, like, the last episode we did of this show. And definitely not this one. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, it was... Uh, no, it was it was absolutely amazing and uh, just a f- super fun experience to play, especially if you get a group of your close friends together and you all know everybody and you have a bunch of inside jokes. Uh, it makes a huge difference. It's so great. Uh, so, yeah, so check it out. Any of the Jackboxes are great, but Jackbox 3 is probably the best. And I think all three of us can strongly endorse that. Yes, I, well, I've played it with yes. both of you guys yeah. before. So. Yeah. so there you go. Uh, I am going to recommend a web series in which I am an actor. If you want to watch half an hour of like sketch comedy on YouTube, uh, it's called Gritsmore. It has big debut this past Saturday night. Unfortunately, I was working. I did not get to go to the premiere party, but uh, I did watch the show, and I'm very pleased to have been involved in it. So please support it and watch it, and maybe you might have some laughs as well. You can find it uh, on YouTube or gritsmore.com. That's G-R-I-T-Z-M-O-R-E.com. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we get to make some more of those things. It was really a heck of a lot of fun, and I had a great time doing it. So that's that. Cool. Yeah, just plugging my own bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's what we're here yeah, for. Yeah, you got to do that sometimes. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the debaters tonight. This episode will be out, and it'll already be but over. It was sold out before. It was sold out before, and guess what? It's still sold out, I'm yeah. assuming. I'm assuming but, when it'll I get there. And it'll be on the radio at some point. It will be on the radio in about a month, and I'll plug it. I was just doing a little joke there, because we were joking about that last night on, yeah. uh, on Facebook. Yeah. When we were, when I never we were made fighting. you uh, look at my toe, either. We made it through this whole episode. That's true. Yeah. Did you, did you see that. it on the website last night? I didn't night? actually. Oh, do you want uh, to see it right nope, now? No, I don't. Are you sure? Yep. I can show it to you. No, nope. I'll just take my sock off. Nah, it's really, really weird. It's really weird that we're the only two people in your apartment, and you want to show me your feet. So I'm getting really fucking uncomfortable. So uh, well, with that, that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommates have been Mike and Amanda. Thank you to them for letting us record here on this. Beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Uh, our interns, the fine folks at SeatGeek, promo code REALGOOD for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. If you want to support the show, you can do so at our crowdfunder. It's patreon.com slash realgoodshow. The website is realgoodshow.com. At realgoodshow on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash group slash realgoodshow. And, of course, uh, we always say, and it's always true, it helps the show a great deal. Tremendously, in fact, if you rate and review it on iTunes, or just tell your friends that you happened to enjoy the program. Not that anyone has enjoyed this program. It's been a big fall off from our last episode, but you know what? That was bound to happen, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. especially the episode that was the reverse 9-11. It was bound that something was going to come down. <laughs> oh, ooh. Hey. Well, no, I mean something was going to go up. Oh, right, yes, because yes. it's the reverse. Uh, well, the last it, well, episode it, went up even further in comparison to yeah, this. Yeah, well, it won't be our ratings, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Hack. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Worst I am at work. episode we've done.
I'm just... It's not actually. I actually think it was pretty funny. I'm impressed that... I thought it was good. We've yeah. had worse episodes. Oh, absolutely we have. I can think of like five off the top of my head right now. I'm impressed that Stefan was able to stay on the call for the full hour. Yeah, you did well. Yeah, you said you had a bunch of meetings like some fancy LA boy, but then you... No, no, uh, they, got, uh, they got pushed. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just everybody, lying the Everybody whole time. in your office is gone for Thanksgiving anyway. You're just though, trying right? to make it sound like you had something to do. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's been it's been a very quiet week. I think I've got a half day tomorrow as well. So yeah, Sick. everybody gone to see their families except the little Canadian boy. They've left him behind in the office. No, I'm actually I'm going to be going to my first ever American Thanksgiving dinner with uh, at my boss's house. So oh. uh, that'll be nice. And Irene is down here tomorrow. Oh, so. nice. Oh, yeah. so plenty to be thankful for. That's right. All right, cool. Well, yeah, well, uh, thanks. The, thanks to you guys. Yeah, enjoy the this. enjoy the turkey. Yeah, and, I will. Uh, and and the football and uh, Black Friday, which is the day after, so that'll yeah. be good. We're actually going to go to the mall on Black Friday. So wow, Godspeed to you and your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like perfect trampoline size, probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's been nice. It's been nice this. knowing you. Uh, I'm going to sit on Rob's shoulders. <laughs> it's probably for the best. <laughs>
you know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities, you know. I mean, let there be a thousand blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned, you know. But I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland.